in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season Show. We're your hosts, Brother Phil and Sister Crystal. Hello, everyone. All right, we got another mind blower here. <laughs> Lynchpin teaching. We already had the topic of the heaven deception. Now it's time to turn to the opposite way and go down to the hell deception. <laughs> okay, these are important topics that we need to discuss because right. there's so much confusion in the church yeah. and among people that really want to know the truth on this that I was really not really wanting to do this message, but I felt like there was so much confusion about it. Yeah. And we hear so much mm -hmm. about, well, man, people are going to go to hell for all eternity. I was right. like, we want to try to get you to understand, okay, there's something that is told to you by your pastors and preachers in the world, and then there's what the Bible actually states. Right. Well, and maybe it's also what we've been brought up as not just what pastors teach, but what people think is the narrative of what everyone is told when they're growing up. Well, you better behave. And if you don't behave right, when you die, you go to hell. <laughs> I think the hell uh, idea is really churches love this idea. The reason for it is it's really a good form of control. That well, they the have. punishment of getting people fearful of what is going to happen to them if they don't perform correctly. Well, it's the idea that hey, we can control our congregations by telling them, okay, this is what you need to do to have salvation. Yeah. And then essentially, if they don't do those things, well, I guess you get damnation in hell for all eternity. Right. Tortures, punishment forever and ever, no right. end in sight. You don't get door one, you get door two. <laughs> and so churches love to use this fear tactic, hell, as mm -hmm. a form of control. Right. And this is what we're trying to, we're trying to expose this, because this, this is not exactly what the Bible teaches. Nothing could be further from the truth. I'm tired of of this spiritual manipulation that's going on within right. the churches and in the world as well. Try to lead people to this wrong understanding of what actually our loving Heavenly Father actually yes. teaches about this topic. Okay. And he has not given us He's given us what, exactly what we need to know. So we're going to share with that, that information today. But here's the problem that we have. We read our Bibles. We read this word hell mm -hmm. all over the place. Right. And it really gets people like a little scared. Well, because, it's confusing a little too because people want it clarified, but not a lot of people can quite grasp and understand the concept. Well, people, I think if you polled people on the street, right. what do you believe about hell? You would get... Pretty much the same scenario. Oh, it's a place where you go that evil people might go that are going to be tortured, punished, and right. essentially it's like torture for all eternity. It's a continual torture. In this fiery exactly. furnace, fiery yeah. pit called hell and whatnot. Right. 
What we want you to understand is that this isn't exactly what the Bible teaches. So we're going to go over what actually the Bible teaches about this topic so that you can get a clear understanding of what is really happening to the people who have died. Now, we had a, a show just previous about the idea of what happens after death. I already right. shared with you on right. that a little bit about it. That's why you got to listen to that one first, and this helps you understand. Everybody goes to Hades when they die. You don't go to hell. Matter of fact, if you're righteous or wicked, everyone goes to Hades. It's a waiting right. place for the dead. It's the underworld. And they're awaiting final judgment at that point. And so it's a final judgment is the key thing. The King James Version Bible, which most people use to get their doctrine of hell, they've actually translated three different original words as hell. The first one is Hades, and we already discussed what that one was, which was is basically the underworld. Everyone goes to Hades. Even Jesus went, went to Hades exactly. when he died. Yes. According to Acts chapter 2, Jesus went to Hades right. when he died. Right. Now, I'm sure he didn't go to the bad side of Hades. He was going to the good side of Hades. <laughs> right. And Abraham's bosom side. But when he was in the earth for three days and three nights... Yes. That's where he was at. He was in Hades there with the brethren. Now, this is what, what a lot of times the King James will translate hell, which because there's a negative side of Hades, a lot of times that gets translated hell as well. That happened in the story of the rich man Lazarus in Luke chapter 16. That they translated that word hell when that was actually Hades, but right. it was where the rich man went. So it was the negative side of Hades. So this gets translated hell a lot of times in our Bibles, this idea of Hades. Which it isn't. It's a waiting place of the dead. But the evil side or the bad side is kind of got the connotation of hell. Right. This okay. negative side of gotcha. Hades, this, the lower parts of Hades, is the side that people talk about that being hell. When no, that's actually just the waiting place of the dead. It's a negative place. It's right. a place you don't want to be, but it is just a waiting place of the okay. dead. You're not being tortured there. You're not. No, it's there's nothing like that going right. on there. You're gone. You're 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 out of the way. The second tight word that's only used really one time in the Bible called Tartarus. And that's yeah. found in a lot of like Greek mythology yeah. type movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sinbad, I think, had yes. it. Talking yep. about going to Tartarus. This is only found one place in the Bible. Okay. This is also translated hell. And essentially what this place is, it's where the lowest point of Hades where it's reserved for the fallen angels. And I haven't gone into this yet and we'll have to go over this another show. There was a bunch of angels that sinned against man, against God. They were sent down here to be called, they were called watchers. It's found in actually first book of Enoch. What they did was they left their holy place, their job as being a watcher over mankind, and they right. decided they wanted to, they take they took wives for themselves and they disobeyed God. Okay. Because God told them, we need you to watch after mankind. Right. And when they do, they were sleeping with, with the people they were supposed to be watching out for and creating these giants and whatnot and mucking up the system. God had a plan and purpose for all that. But the point is, is these watchers were essentially judged and sent down to the lowest point of Hades, mm. which is this place called Tartarus. Okay. And this is just their, it's where they were banished to after they sinned against okay. God. As being, you know, they had a job to do, they didn't do it right, right so they right. were punished. It's only found one place in the Bible. Now, yeah. The time, the the last place, the last word that's used here right. is Gehenna, which is actually a big garbage pit dump <laughs> that's burning all the time outside right. of Jerusalem. Okay. Jesus is really the only one that talked about this. Okay. He talked about this like 11 times. And one time, his James, mm-hmm. in the book of James, it's mentioned. But right. essentially, it's this idea that you're burning there. It's where they burned all the trash. When they all had right. trash, they threw it outside the, the, the city walls. And it just they burned just set it. it on fire okay. and burned it all, so they just got rid of it. Christ is describing this place as being like hell. But what it is, 
it's basically a place where you go that means destruction. It's a place where you're going outside the city walls, outside of Jerusalem. We talked about later on that that's where we're going to be is in New Jerusalem. And the people outside are going to be basically in outer darkness, in right. fire. In, in, right. There's a bunch of words to describe it. And we're going to go over that here in this broadcast. Well, in a lot of places when it talks about hell or place of torment, it basically talks about the weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that's kind of what's happening outside of the New Jerusalem. Something else I was going to mention, this place of total destruction and, and all of this, it's not a place where you want to be. It's not a place wherever they're described. It's a place that I don't think anyone in their cognitive mind would say, oh, I want to go there. <laughs> well, the idea of New Jerusalem is that right. there won't be any of these pain, suffering, death, right. none of that. But you go outside the city, and that's what's, what that's what that's right. full of. Because essentially, that's what you chose. You, chose, you didn't choose life. The, the, right. the, only the godly get the reward of eternal life because that's what we chose. The people that did not... See, that's what Satan's trying to do. He's deceiving everyone to yes. get us to not choose life. He doesn't want us to choose eternal life. So he's trying to trick everybody. That's mm. what deception's all about. That's yep. the age we're living in right now, yep. the age of deception, to not choose eternal life. So you go outside of Jerusalem into basically where this place is burning, this is where you're going to be. Essentially, it's a form of destruction. Jesus talked about this as an idea that you either get life or you get destruction. Burned up, dest destroyed. Okay. So there's the two options you have. Right. Either burned up, destroyed, no chance of life, right. or you get life and life to the full. Jesus is describing the two. That's why he says if your right arm, right, right yes. arm causes yes. sin, cut it off. It's better that you go into life eternal life right maimed right then to go into hell, hell. or Guyana with Total you, destruction with your full body but yet right. you, here you are you don't have eternal life uh. you're gonna all you are is gonna get destruction and so right. he talked about that on the on the Sermon on the Mount so now we're gonna go over some scripture that talks okay. about this okay because let's go back to our key <laughs> verses Revelation chapter 20 we gotta love that right. that, that chapter it's a it's got a nuggets in there <laughs> and we're gonna go over the, a few verses in here. Revelation 20, verses 12 through 15. Go ahead and okay. read that for us. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. So here we see how God is going to judge everybody. Now, these books, I believe, are the books of the Bible. There's actually two books mentioned. There's the books, and then he said, but there was another book that was the book of life. So who are these books that God is going to judge mankind with? Well, the only explanation I can ever think of is the books of the Bible, the Word of God that he has given to us, because he can't judge us based on any other book. It's not like he's right. gonna, Tom Sawyer's book. He's going <laughs> to judge us based on... No, he's going to judge us based on the Bible. Right. The only the only book that matters. Yes. And so what happens... This is a, this is a great right throne judgment here. God is... Saw all the dead. See, all the dead are there. Which is why I explained, no one's in heaven. All the dead are there, and they're, they're great and small. They're standing before God. There's the books of the Bible. And there's another book, which is a book of life there. Everyone was judged according to... Well, how obedient were you according to these oh, books wow. of the Bible? Basically what it says there is they were judged according to these books. Not the book of life because that's the book that we want our name written in. But we're judged based on our obedience to God's word. All these, that's why we kept telling everyone, you read your Bible. Don't just take my word for it. Read it yourself. You understand what I'm going for. So let's go ahead and keep reading here. The sea gave up the dead who were in it and, the, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, 
each one according to his works. Now we understand exactly what happened. See, this is why I, I told you everyone <laughs> who died is in Hades. This proves it right here. I tell people this and they're all like, they scratch their head like, well, wait a minute now. See, even the wicked dead. Yes. Everyone yes. who's died is, goes to Haiti. That's the waiting place of the dead. And at the Great White Throne Judgment, guess what's going to happen? Everyone's going to come out of that place hmm. and it's, it's going to go before the judgment seat of God. This is why judgment's called a crisis. Because if you're not living righteous and you're on the bad side of Hades, <laughs> you know what's going to happen to you. You're going to have to answer for your exactly. sin. Disobedience. You're not living according to the books of the Bible. You, you've got to answer to why, why weren't you obedient to my right. word. Why, that, that's what God's going to be asking you. And you can't say right now you didn't have access. Exactly. So back, I don't know if you remember back in the day doing tests in college, you could have an open book test, basically be access to the information while you take the test so that you could actually pass the test better. Well, this is God's form of an open book test. He's given us his word and he's allowed us to have as much time of our, our life or growing our years to immerse ourselves into his word to know his word to memorize it to live it to let it be another access of our life so that we can know who he is and how to live we will have no excuse when that judgment happens because we had all the access we could and it is it's as much time as we want in that throughout our our lives that we can be in his word and that will help us pass the next test so here you have the two side of hades mentioned here you have death which is the side that the rich man went to and then you have death and hades were both cast in the lake of fire so see right. hades was the good side you have death which was the negative side of exactly. hades and hades which was is the good side delivered up the dead that were in them so both in hades there's two sides of hades exactly. one's called death the other side's called just hades and essentially that's where all the dead are and they, they all delivered up the dead see everyone who died Went down there, waiting final judgment, and now we get the final judgment time. So I'm trying to explain this to you because this is what the Bible teaches about what happens to you when you die, which was the last show. And now we're going on right. to now what's happening, where, where's hell fit in all, or what we perceive as hell. Here we have it. Now we already had a, a previous show right. on the idea that everyone is going to get resurrected. It isn't just going to be the righteous is going to get resurrected, right. though they will get right, they will get resurrected to eternal life when see the death they aren't going their punishment is going to be that they aren't going to get eternal life they're going to a, another decaying dying body right. they're not going to receive eternal life until they change or make the choice they have to choose god right. and christ right every knee is going to bow every exactly. time is going to confess Amen. jesus christ yes. is lord That's so right. it just, it's not it's not like all these people are doing is just de right. delaying the inevitable. Let's go ahead and keep reading here okay. in verse 14. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Okay, so you have both sides of Hades that are cast into the lake of fire. In other words, they were completely destroyed. They were just demolished. We're not going to have a waiting place for the dead no more. When the great white throne judgment happens, essentially the waiting place for the dead now is gone. Outside the city? There's no more waiting place for the dead. Everyone who dies after this right. is going to get immediate judgment. This is kind of what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Because there's no waiting place. There's no place that God's going to store up the, the bodies of the people right. that have died or the souls of people who have died. And then there's not going to be a... No, there's no judgment after that. Right. So death and Hades were bo both cast in a lake of fire, essentially burned up, destroyed, okay. eliminated. And then this is called the second death. Right. So essentially... That's the lake of fire is called the second death. That's what you have. The lake of fire is called the second death because that's what's going to happen to you. 
If you get cast in the lake of fire, which is essentially with people who are lost, they're just going to die again. They're not going to live forever, which is exactly what I'm explaining to you. You either live inside Jerusalem, New Jerusalem, eternally with eternal bodies, or you're you're choosing death again, which is a second death. This is right along with what the Bible says and what I've been teaching all along. Everything gets explained when you understand this. So those who are in the darkness outside the city... The weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thinking of it, I just had a thought that there it's separation from God. And that's why no one wants to be there. Because that's like, that's sorrow. That's sadness. It's separation from God is what none of us want to ever have. Being close and near to God is the most beautiful and safest place and, and glorious place to be. Well, we all have to be ready. And this is why we what we're trying to warn people you either there's two choices you have here. You can either choose life or you choose death. This is this is essentially what Paul always taught. He never once taught this idea that you're going to go burn in hell for all eternity if you don't accept Christ. Hmm. It was always the wages of sin, sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Exactly what I'm teaching you here right. is exactly what the Bible teaches here in Revelation is exactly what the Bible teaches all right. the way along. That you can either choose life or you can choose death. I choose life. Amen. I, I want to have eternal life. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm sick of this death, decaying, yes. dying world yes. that we're living in. The only way out of it is to accept Christ and God and be on their side and live according to their ways and live according to their books that they've already given to us because that's what we're going to be judged on. We're going to be judged mm-hmm. on based on our obedience to the books of the Bible, books that God has given to us to understand and know. Here we have Revelation. All the dead were Anybody's, okay, of course, the last verse here is, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Exactly. They're not going, they're going to be destroyed. That's the second death. This is why I'm trying to get everyone to understand, I want you to choose life so you don't have to die again. Because that's what's going to happen if you Mm. don't choose life. If you don't choose eternal life, all you are is going to get cast out and you're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Now, when that's going to happen, I don't know. But how that that works, I'm not sure. Mm. Jesus also describes this place of, outside of Jerusalem, outside right, of the right. city, as being a place of outer darkness. There is a story that Jesus gives. He says, you must be ready. You must be ready. And it, yes. again, he gives us a story here. And we're going to read a little bit of chap- Luke chapter 12, because this is, uh, in my opinion, one of the more important passages of Scripture when it comes to this. We're going to yes. start with verse 43. Mm. And this, these are people that are like, the master left, left people, stewards in charge of Right. And what happens? It's about the faithful steward. And if you're not faithful to the Lord, you're not considered to be a good steward. This is what Jesus is saying. So Christ right now has done the same thing. He's given us our Bible. Are we going to be a good steward of what God's given to us in this world and this life or not? Are we going to just squander it? Blessed is the servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But if that servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in two, and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And the servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know 
yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed of him, they will also ask the more. So here we have a situation where not everyone's going to get the same reward or wow. punishment. Yeah, no. This is very clear. The servant, again, that prepared himself, but yet still dis or, or disobedient, they will still be beaten with many stripes. Okay. In other words, people that really knew what was going on, and yet they just did it anyway. But you know, there's people that maybe didn't know or got deceived. Right, That's why deceived exactly. people probably won't be judged quite as harshly because they're trying, but of course Satan's out there deceiving everyone. Right. But they're also going to be deserving of stripes. Well, yeah. Just not as many. Right. No, you can't help. I guess if you're being raised in an age of deception and it's all around you and your parents are deceived and their parents before them and so forth, you're just kind of born into this perpetual lie and deception all around you. So if people don't change and seek the truth, are they, you know, they're still going to be held accountable for what they've been taught and what they believed. So, yeah. The Bible is very clear here yeah. that there's going to be separate punishments. Mm. Not everyone's going to get a point across blank. the board. Across yep. the board, everyone's going no. to get thrown in the lake of fire okay. and burning for all eternity scenario. Right. No, the Bible's very clear here that the people who are very obedient, and, and there's other scriptures I could bring this right. up. I mean, Jesus even talks to the Pharisees and say, it's, it's going to be better for the day of judgment for the those mm. of more than for right. you. Exactly. In other words, those yes. people who are willingly deceiving the people. Right. At least Sodom and Gomorrah sounded to me like they, oh, those people over there were right. just kind of deceived. Right. Just so like the, today. Right. So the punishment is going to fit the crime. So, yeah, God's going to judge each one yeah. according to some people harsher than others. Yeah, Everyone's well, going to get just thrown in a lake of fire of all eternity. Well, and, you know, scenario, that's, you know, that's what really gets me is we talk about the deception in the world and the deception in the church and ministers who are basically continuing to keep telling the deception and lies and the Bible is clear that those who are teachers will be held to a higher accountability. Those who are preachers and those instructors of God's word, they, you know, that none should be deceived. None should be falsely led. And that's really, I mean, if, if Christ is our good shepherd, and then you look at a minister as being another form of a kind of a shepherd of the flock that God has left him, if they're deceiving that flock, they should be held to a higher accountability. Exactly. And that's why I say if you, the job of all of us is to try to get the word out. This is what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to get the word out saying, listen, I don't want anyone else to see. No. Because even though, you know, you may not get as harsh a punishment to those people that are doing the deceiving. There are a lot of people out there that are oh, yeah. willingly Over deceiving time. people. Oh, yeah. Know what's going on. And yet yeah. they don't care. They just want money, power, fame, whatever yep. Satan is dishing mm -hmm. out these days. Exactly. When most people are just like, just kind of going along with it. Not understanding that's like, okay, no, no, I'm being I deceived. didn't know any better. And I think that's where most of the people in the church are kind of like. Yeah, I think a lot of people are real trusting. That they that just trusting, believe what they're yeah. told and they're, they're not realizing that, exactly. no, this isn't, this is leading me down a path of destruction. I'm going to be punished with maybe not as many stripes as them, but well, I'm still right. going to get punished. And so what Christ is teaching here is that not everyone's going to receive the same exact punishment. But, you know, we all are given the word of God, so we're not out of excuses. You know, we we can study that word even if someone is telling us what they think it says or their, their reasoning and that we don't have to believe what they say. Like Brother Phil is telling you, read it for yourself. Don't just take our word for it because if you're taking someone's word for it, then you're going to take the punishment that goes along with it. And so you got to know the truth 
and seek it for yourself so that you have no excuses and you know that you did your very best to honor and serve the living God. I don't put anybody down for not understanding what I've come to understand now because the deception in this world so is so strong. strong that I don't want any of us in this broadcast. No. Or, uh, I don't want you looking down upon no. people that don't understand what I'm teaching here or what the Bible actually right. teaches about this. The, you know, it's taken me literally years to really really come, come out of yes. understanding yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And then once you understand all of what I'm teaching here right. and everything... The whole Bible kind of makes sense. It does. But then it's like, you, you got, you, we're not going to have to bring everybody else out. Like, right. okay, not everyone's going to get the same punishment. How does that work right. exactly? Well, there's other parables Jesus gives. Right. Like the parable of the wedding feast. We talked about that in a previous show where the person came that wasn't wearing right. the wedding clothes. Right. And at the very end, he says there to the king, and the king says to his servants, bind him hand and foot and cast him away into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. teeth right. Here the punishment for the people, essentially, right. that aren't following the, the, the king and didn't pre prepare themselves, exactly. wedding feast, are going to be cast into what's called outer darkness. This is interesting because yeah. this is the exact opposite of what is described as what Revelation chapter 20, 21 and 22 describes as New Jerusalem, right. the light of God will be there all exactly. the time. Exactly. 24 uh -huh. 7. Mm. Two times it's mentioned that it's going to be right. always on. The lights. Right. No, never going to shut. Doesn't God, go out. God's right. presence is going to be there. Amen. And yes. His light will be showing in that city. Oh, how glorious. But yes. the people that are not Bryce, they are going to be cast out of that city. They're going to be cast out into outer darkness. That means that's far away from the city where they'll be weeping and yes. gnashing of teeth. So the punishment of the people that are not. Mm. faithful, not righteous, are not living according to God's ways, exactly. not living according to Christ, are going to be cast into outer oh, darkness. Wow. So they're going to not be, not share in the glow and mm. the light of our Heavenly Father, but they're going to be in darkness. Yeah. And then there'll be two things that are described. There's, they'll be weeping. And we all know what that is. Probably sad because they made important. Because they realized, just like the rich man. Grief realize that he oh right. man i messed up so you're crying yeah. as a result and i don't want any, to see anybody no. here weeping in tears right because they realize oh man i should have listened to that brother phil guy right and <laughs> sister crystal a chick that was on the radio <laughs> i should have listened to those people and i should have got my life straightened out we're here to try to warn you get your right. life right okay so there'll be a lot of crying going on but not only that there's another gnashing of teeth now a lot of people get this thinking that oh that means that they're in just so much pain that they're just gnashing mm -hmm. their teeth no it's not that's not what that no. means and i could prove this biblically i i never bring something to you i can't prove biblically okay <laughs> It's a couple places in the bible there are a lot of places in the bible that talk about right. this gnashing of teeth. oh yes it's always has to do with this one idea this yeah. one emotion called anger exactly Oh, these people are pissed. <laughs> and I use that word. Yes. As, that's what they are. Maybe they're pissed off they're at themselves. Indignant. Maybe they're mad at mm -hmm. somebody who deceived them. But right. they are going to be gnashing their teeth. So right. I'm, so I'm, yes. so now, this word is found in Proverbs. Okay. Chapter 19, verse 2. Why don't you go ahead and read okay. that one right there. The threatening of a, of a king is like the roaring gnashing of a lion. But as dew on the grass, so is his favor. So here it describes this idea. This, they, of course, they translate that word "roaring lion." Okay. But he's saying how when you threaten a king, right. you know what it's like if you just go up to, you just threaten to somebody who's like has a lot of prestige and power. Right. He's just trying to say this is like 
the gnashing of a lion. Right. You basically just, what do you think the response of that king is going to be? Is it going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, I shouldn't. No. Yeah, it, no. If you threaten a king, right. he's going to drop the hammer on you. He's going right. to be mad. Essentially, that's what that word means. And of course, this is exactly what you right. see, the stoning of Stephen. When he was getting killed, the same exact words used to describe those people that were stoning him to death. It says they gnashed their teeth at, at him, him right. and they stoned right. him to death because they were, he was trying to convict them of yes. the sin, yes. but they were so rebellious that essentially they got mad at him. That's what people do when they get really mad and angry at someone for, how dare you talk to me that way or make me feel, it's maybe a form of not wanting to reconcile what they should have done and they're maybe indignant and mad at themselves but there's frustration there. Yeah, I mean, Acts chapter 7, verse 54, yeah. look it up. Mm-hmm. Don't take my word for it. Right. I'm giving you the scripture. Acts chapter 7, verse 54 okay. states this emphatically. Yes. That's what these people did. They right. were so mad that yes. they gnashed their teeth. And right. this is what's going to happen to those people who are outside, cast out. They aren't part of the uh, of the New Jerusalem. They don't have their mortal bodies. Right. They're, they're now going to go through the second death now. Because guess what? They didn't choose right to begin with. Now they're going to have to die again. They're going to be upset. But it doesn't sound like there's right. pain involved. It's just right. they're mad. Yeah. They're crying. They're not in the light of God. They're separated. <laughs> they're left to suffer for basically how they lived. So this idea of damnation. Mm-hmm. And this is found mm-hmm. actually in the King James Version. Most of the modern translations have correctly fixed a lot of these problems. But, right. you know, we hear that word damnation, and we right. think to ourselves, oh, I don't want to be damned to hell for all eternity. Right. You know, I've yeah. seen the movie uh, Hellraiser back in the day, and I know how those people... No, this isn't no. anything like what's right. going to happen with a Bible teach. It's either you're out of New Jerusalem, right. in outer darkness, weeping national teeth. Separated from God. Separated from God, second death. Yeah. You're going to be destroyed, or you're going... You're in. You're, you're, you're in the presence and the glorious yeah. light of God. Of God. And yes. what we're trying to get convince you of is, trust me, you're going to regret it. And you're going to wish you cut a hand off or poked out an eye, just right. like Jesus talked about. Yes. To get in right. to the New Jerusalem, to do anything it right. took. Because you aren't going to want to spend a lifetime out. But so many people, they just, they, they want to make those, they don't want to take those, make those sacrifices. Well, you know, I don't know if it's people who, they're, they just, they want their way and they don't want to give up trying to get their way no matter what. And that that is just going to lead them to the worst punishment and destruction. There's actually two words that, it, two main words that's used that they translate damnation. Okay. In the King James Version. Right. One of them we already talked about, that's the idea of crisis. Right. Which is the idea of judgment. So you're going to be in the presence of God, you're going to be judged. Judge. That's a crisis. But that's also called damnation. That's translated damnation in a lot of places in the in the King James Version. Okay. You have another word called mm. krima, which is where we get the word crime. See, all these words uh, mean uh-huh. so, yeah. See, where we get the word crime is this is also found there. Right. Now, here's an interesting thing. I want to read this for you real quick. Okay. Because in Revelation chapter 20... Okay. This word is actually used. So now we're going to get an understanding of yes. what this word means. Because okay. this word's remember, translated damnation. It's translated damnation in other places in the right. King James Version. But now we're going to read it in Revelation 20, verse 4. Go ahead right. and read that. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, had not received his mark, 
on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So wow. here it says, he saw thrones and sat upon those thrones. That were, these right. are talking about the first resurrection. We know this from, you read on, it talks about this is the first resurrection. People. Right. It says, and judgment was committed okay. to them. Okay. That word judgment there right. is the same word that's translated damnation in other places. Right. Crema. Yeah. It's so it's that's what it is. It's they they're going to be judging. Karma. It's another yeah. form of, of the same kind of word idea that it's a right. judgment, not this idea that you're going to be burning in hell like you know uh, pinhead right. in in the Hellraiser movies, okay? <laughs> which is Hollywood loves to promote all this stuff right. because it's all false narrative. Yep, yeah. Yep. No, no. Well, the real narrative isn't quite as intense as that, right? But it gets us the idea that no, we're going to not want to be there because that means we're going to be cast out. We're going to be in outer darkness. We're right. not going to be in the light right. and presence of God. Right. We're going to be crying and weeping. Yes. Who wants to do that? Right. I don't want to. I don't need another life of white of right. crying Suffering. and weeping, yes. which is already what we've gone through in this life. Any any of us who have lived it have gone through all this stuff, and we have plenty of things that we've been right. we've weeped about in this right. life, including many deaths and, and destruction and all this other stuff. Yeah. But then we're going to be be angry as well. We don't, we're yeah. trying to. Get people to avoid all these. Instead, live according to God's way. So that you don't have to have that. It's going to be peace, joy. We're going to eventually get to what New Jerusalem is going to be like on another mm, show. Yes. Because I want to share that with you because that's right. so important to understand. It's like, okay, this is what life we are. I'm right. describing what life is going to be like if you don't choose God. If you're not choosing Christ, your life is going to be like this in the next one. You're going to get resurrected. But you're going to get resurrected to, we talked about that in another show, to shame and everlasting contempt and all those right. other things. Yes. And you're cast out into outer darkness where they'll be right. weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Torment. It's not going to be fun. Of course, those of us that are in New Jerusalem, we're not going to be sitting around eating bonbons the whole time. <laughs> we're going to be going out into outer darkness to probably reach out to everyone. That's probably what we're going to be doing until every sheep has come back into the fold. That would be my guess, because that appears to be what the Bible teaches that we're right. going to do. We're supposed to reach out to the lost. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be reaching out to the lost, bringing them to Christ, so that every knee will bow. Right. Every tongue will confess. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ is Lord. Eventually yeah. everyone will. That's right. But some people are more stubborn than others, and they're more deceived than others. So my job here, and the job of hope all of my listeners yes. here, is to understand we don't want to be deceived. We don't want other people to get deceived. So... I want you to read your the your 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 Bible. Uh, yes. Understand what it's saying there for, so that we can not be deceived and right. live according to God's ways and Amen. God's will. We're living in Saint Louis little season not only because it's taught in our Bibles, but also because it just makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslittleseason.org. This is a non-copyright, living in Satan's little season production.